fourth and manageable, an SEC football podcast brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. Uh, going into our question portion, now first one, obviously this is what me and you were talking about last week. You said that from week to week this is going to change. There was eight unbeaten SEC teams last week. Now we are down to six. So in your order, how are we ranking those six unbeaten SEC teams? All right. So let's go. This I is mean, a tough one. I don't know number, who you're going to go Number one, yeah, one. number one and, and two are really difficult. But, um, super hard. But, yeah, I mean, look. I, you mean Kentucky, right? Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky. <laughs> as good as Alabama is at this stage of the season, they don't compare to Georgia. So Georgia, to me, is an easy number one followed by, by Alabama. And and so then you've got two teams from the West, two teams from the East that you got to figure out how to order them. Um, right now, I mean, I don't want to put the jinx on you, but I'm I, I think Tennessee is the third best team in the conference at this moment. Um, that that doesn't mean they're going to finish as the third best because, like I said, they're one of the the teams that has to play both Georgia and Alabama. Um, so they got a tough road ahead, but right now I think they're, they're playing extremely well. I would, oh, this is so difficult to do. Um, I would probably go Ole Miss next. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it's a difficult choice between Ole Miss and Kentucky. Um, last, last week I had Kentucky as third behind, yeah. you know, behind Georgia and Alabama. It wasn't so much that Kentucky went out there and, and, was unimpressive as much as it was that some of these other teams looked more impressive. And, and, mm-hmm. and so I think they, they kind of passed Kentucky in my mind. So um, yeah, just the way that Ole Miss is looking on both sides of the ball right now, I'll take them over Kentucky, which still has a lot to, to prove offensively, defensive, defensively, they're solid. Uh, so I'll go Kentucky next. And then my, my weakest of the undefeated teams would be Arkansas, which is interesting because they are ranked, top 10 in, in the polls, mm-hmm. um, or at least the AP poll number 10. But, um, you know, look, when you just watch the team have to overcome a 17 point deficit at home against an FCS foe, I mean, yeah. it, it, it it's not, di- it, it's bit. not difficult to put them at the back of the line of undefeated teams in the sec. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I like that. You know, I think for me, I would probably go Georgia, obviously Alabama, Tennessee, I think I would probably switch and go Kentucky, Ole Miss, and then Arkansas. Okay, so, so we're just we're just quibbling over just the, the order of Kentucky them, yeah. and Ole Miss. And the, I, I noticed, not- I noticed by the way, you, you you didn't hesitate to put Tennessee at number three. So no. if, if 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 it ends up being a jinx placed on them, I, it, you are the one that did it, not me. Listen, if it were. If I put a jinx on them, they're they're going all the way to the national championship and they're winning. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. And if they do go to the national championship, we will be on Radio Row. Okay, I just want you to know that at that point. Um, we'll make it happen for you. It, you, right, you and now, Tyler both. It, you know what? We got to get Tyler on. See, I keep saying I forgot about that one. Um, I told you. I told you Alabama week. We're supposed we'll to do Tyler that this on. week, aren't we? No, no. Alabama week. Tennessee, oh, Alabama, Alabama week. week. Okay. Third, okay, third week you. of October. I got you because I'm sure I know Tyler's got some fun story with those teams. That, that That's for sure. Um, out of these six teams, who is still going to be undefeated once we talk next week? Um, is anybody going to lose? Um, I don't. Wow. Ooh, that, so, okay. So this is a good question. I already told you, I don't think Tennessee's going to lose. Yeah. But Arkansas, I'll tell you what, that, 
they, for whatever reason, I'm going to say none of them lose. Um, and, and the reason is, is that Arkansas, for whatever reason over, I mean, really pretty much since Texas A&M joined the SEC, even when Arkansas has been bad, they have played very well against Texas A&M. They haven't always won, but they seem to overachieve. They seem to play above their heads in that game and and just they seem to care a lot more about it than A&M does. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not sure that that would be the case this year. This game means a lot to A&M as well. Um, but for whatever reason, Arkansas just seems to bring its A game against the Aggies. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with Arkansas, even though they have a, they have issues in the secondary. And if there's anyone that, that A&M can kind of find its passing game against, it should be mm-hmm. Arkansas. Um, but um, I'm going to I'm going to just have some confidence in, in the, the recent trend of, of Arkansas playing well against A&M. So I'm going to say all of the undefeated teams in the SEC are still undefeated next week. Yeah, a might be kind of gassed after that Miami game. Again, they're often still struggling, even though they were able to get past the uh, Hurricanes on that one. Zach also has a question for us. He said, how surprised are you that Tennessee is double-digit favorites over Florida? Zach, I'm not surprised at all, okay? There's nothing yeah. else to say about it. <laughs> I'm not surprised either. And, and the reason I'm not, I mean, I just mentioned, like, they, they just seem to be in different places right now yeah. as far as the way they're coming into this game and how they've looked the last two weeks, um, but but if you if you look closer at the numbers, Florida is is kind of an average defensive team. Um, but as much as it would surprise some people, if if you're really honest about what the numbers are telling you, they're they're maybe a below average offensive team. Yeah, they've I'm, I'm barely not, been able to get by these last couple. Right, of right, and, and I'm, you know, going on the road for the first time. Um, with a with a, a team that doesn't seem to be really good at anything, I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're bad at a lot of stuff, but there's not there's nothing I can point to in Florida that I would say is a real strength. This mm-hmm. is what like if 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 the game is tough in the second half, this is what Florida can rely on. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't have an answer for you. So um, so yeah, I'm not surprised, and and I actually would expect Tennessee to win this game. By double digits. I, I, I think Florida is going to have a hard time uh, hanging in there yeah. for four quarters. I probably would go triple digits, but you know, that's, fine. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll say, hey, you know, like, why, why be unreasonable, you know? Exactly. And then yeah. next week we'll just be talking we'll have a whole, not even segment. Maybe we'll just spend two segments. And when we'll, it happens you know, and, they, and they win by triple digits, on. you know, when they win by triple digits, you can just say next week, you, you, you almost predicted it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, most of my predictions have been right, Brad. Right, That's true. All I'm yeah. trying to say. Owen says, if Georgia takes its first loss in the SEC title game again this year, how certain are you that the Dogs will still make it to the playoffs? So, I mean, on the surface, you'd say, hey, if Georgia gets undefeated in the SEC championship game, you know, ranked number one going in, the way they've looked, like one loss, I mean, they're still clearly one of the four best teams. And I think that's true. And, and last year, there was no doubt going into that game that if they lost it, they'd still be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But that had everything to do with, maybe not everything. It had a lot to do with how dominant Georgia was, but it also had a lot to do uh, with what had happened elsewhere in the country. And it's mm-hmm. so difficult right now to sit here and say, well, these teams are going to be undefeated and these teams are going to have one loss. And and as much as I want to believe that the selection committee just cares about taking the four best teams, I don't think that's necessarily what they do. Uh, and and I, I think being a conference champion matters to them. Mm-hmm. And 
Now you can get in if you're not a conference champion. We've seen it happen a few times, but you're probably not going to get, get in over a very deserving conference champion. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is keep an eye on, okay, like let's say if, if Ohio state is uh, undefeated in the big 10, um, there, there's one of the teams that, that they're going to take another spot. So, so the SEC champion would have a spot. Uh, Ohio State would have a spot. Mm-hmm. So that leaves two spots. Would Georgia get one of them? What, what if, what if there's an undefeated team out of, let's say USC or Oklahoma goes undefeated? You know, what if, what if Clemson goes undefeated? And, and I realize that the odds of these teams going undefeated, they're not great. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, I mean, until these teams have losses, you still have to consider that. And then the other thing is. What if they are a one-loss conference champion? What if what if Clemson or Oklahoma or USC is a one-loss conference champion? Mm-hmm. Georgia has one loss but is not a champion. Is Georgia so much better that the committee is going to just disregard a conference champion? I, I, probably if Georgia keeps dominating the way they are. Um, but I, I can't say that that definitively. I mean, you just have to wait and see how the games play out. And so, and, and what yeah. I'm saying right now, it, it's not only true for Georgia, but it's true for this would be the same thing would be true for Alabama. If they were to go into the SEC championship game undefeated and lose to Georgia. Okay. They, they, Alabama they could be in this get a lot of, they, they've seemed to get a lot of breaks from, from the playoff. Committee. Yeah, they, they and have. That's, and that's but, why I don't understand the playoff committee at all. Like they, they have, they but, do just but those Alabama teams though, were dominant in the majority of their games that season. Right. Um, Alabama certainly wasn't dominant in the majority of his games last year, and they've already had a close call this year against Texas. So they, they can't do any more of that if they want to get benefit of doubt. Right. I would also say this is true for either Ohio State or Michigan. You know, if they get undefeated into that game against each other at the end of the regular season and one of them, you know, takes its only loss there, same principle applies. Like you look at all these other conferences and you, what did they do? So uh, I don't know, it, but it, it it matters how many undefeated champions there are, especially in these other power five leagues, because the committee, the committee is not going to leave out an undefeated power five champion. Mm-hmm. So uh, if there are a few of those teams, you you don't want to be a one loss team and especially a one loss team that didn't win its league. Right. Well, at least we know most likely with Georgia and Alabama, you would have to think right now that that wouldn't be the case for them, right? For the most for the most part, until you get up to the title game, obviously, wouldn't be the case that they would be left out if they yeah. if they got there undefeated. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the odds of there being you know two or three other uh, I would just say three. The odds of there being three other Power Five champions that are undefeated, incredibly slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lisa says, "Who this week has the most to lose in the SEC?" That's a good one. That is a good one. Um, so <laughs> I guess there are two ways. Are we so so, so, no, no, so here, here, here's the way I'll answer this question. <laughs> if, if if by who she means team, I would say it's South Carolina. Um, because they have a sneaky game against Charlotte. It's one of those games that like Charlotte is Char- one in Charlotte. Remember Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte is one in three right now. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not going to have a good season. And yeah. but the opportunity here like to Friday. beat an sec team, I mean, this is basically a bowl game for Charlotte. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so South Carolina having already played two conference games, they're coming off back to back conference games. Very easy to have a little bit of that emotional letdown. We talked about with Arkansas last week. South Carolina is kind of in that same situation where they might 
you know, just assume we're just going to roll out there and, and get a W. Um, be careful, South Carolina, because it's one thing to lose a couple of conference games. But if you go and you lose at home to the to the Niners, now, now we're talking like really season going off the rails type stuff for them. So, so that would be the answer if by who she means team. If by who, it could also include person. I'm going to say Brian Harson, the, the Auburn head coach, because mm-hmm. if they lose at home to Missouri, that yeah. could be the end of his coaching career at Auburn, which would mean that Brian Harson could both have the most to lose and the most to gain because his buyout, I don't know what it is, but it's millions of dollars. So, so the guy could simultaneously lose his job and be financially set for the rest of his life at the same time. So uh, it's a, uh, I don't know, the way the way I look at it is that uh, there, there's a big positive that would come from losing to Missouri if you're Brian Arson. Uh, look, it's probably going to happen one way or the other in the next two months that that he's going to end up getting canned. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, it, that, that money's coming one way or the other. Maybe one more week. Yeah, you, you don't want to go out, though, like, you know, unceremoniously discharged uh, for a, for a, a home loss as a as a favorite against arguably the worst team in the SEC, um, that that's not the way you want your career to end. I don't I don't care how much you're getting paid. Yeah, like I said, you never know who's going to get canned in the middle of the season, right? Always got to look. There've been those. a couple of them already. Exactly. So, so it's going to be an exciting week. We talked about a few of those games. We'll dive deep more into those games um, on the next episode, Fourth and Manageable. So that's going to be a pretty good one, considering we'll be speaking probably 45 minutes on Tennessee and Florida. So if you are a Tennessee <laughs> the abri- fan, We'll give you the abridged 45-minute version. Yeah, we might occasionally right talk about somebody else, but nine times out of ten, it's probably not going to happen. So beware when you tune in next week, okay? Only two games worth talking about, to be honest. So, so I, we're going to spend most of our time talking about two games. Yeah, on Thursday. it was kind of like that, that it, which is pretty much the same case we were in this past weekend, right? I mean, we focused a lot on possibly if South Carolina could do something to keep up with Georgia, but then obviously Texas and Texas A and M and Miami was that main contest as well as MSU um, and LSU. So that those those were the only real three games. Yeah, that we there were some a lot games about last week. Weekend. Yeah, some of those last week you could come up with an excuse to discuss it, but this week, I mean, you look at that at that schedule, the teams that are out of conference play, or even a couple of the conference games. I mean, I mean, we, we just talked about Auburn, Missouri. I mean, two yeah. two of the worst teams in the league. We're we're not going to spend time discussing what we think is going to happen in that game because nobody cares, and that's probably including the two fan bases. Yeah. And then Alabama's a forty point favorite over Vanderbilt in the other conference game. So, what are we going to say about that? Um, so yeah, I mean, we got, we got two games to talk about on Thursday, so get ready. Yep. So it's going to be an exciting episode. Um, so we're going to close it out, Brad, any last, uh, last couple of comments. You have anything to say before we get up out of here? Anything? No, I, I, I just, this is, this is the time of year when, uh, when, when you start to see teams kind of separate sight. Yeah. Separate. And and the ones that, that get separated from, yeah. Uh, they start to lose sight of their season goals. You know, all the things they've been building for since really January, mm-hmm. you start to see those slipping away. And that's, that's when you, that's when you really start to learn 
what kind of character teams have, you know, when, you know, are they just going to go out there and go through the motions the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are they going to get better, even though they're you know, in some ways not really playing for anything? That's, that's always a big deal as you go into October, but we're not, not quite there yet. Yep. Just a little, just what about 10 days until October or till October, right? About 30. Yeah, we got, we got one more weekend, one yeah. more, one more Saturday of games in September, and then we'll be looking forward mm-hmm. to October. Week four, and then we'll be looking at some bye weeks coming up here. Figuring out get yeah, those legs, that time too. get those legs up under some of these guys. Um, by the way, what a great awful day of Monday night football. The poor t- Titans, you know what I mean? They wasn't even exciting. <laughs> and, then, and then the Vikings, but, just saying, I was really, really was looking weird. forward to some great Monday night football, and I was like, oh, well, this that was weird to have two NFL games, wasn't it? I, I Not, thought it was. I mean, mean, obviously on Sunday you have them. You know, you have more than one right, going on at right. a time, but they all started at the same time. You don't yeah. have these staggered starts where yeah. you got one in the first half and another in the second half. Yeah. And right, I, then you had to go back and forth. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I kept it on ESPN, but I also thought it was crazy that um, you had the other game on ABC because I just felt like I couldn't really focus. And then the other score was in the corner whenever you were on. You know, whatever you have a- ABC, you had the other corner on ESPN, and then ESPN the ABC score was on there. I'm thinking. Then I'm looking at the scores on both of them. I'm like, oh, this is awful. By the halftime, by halftime, I mean yeah. I have to force myself to watch the third. Hey, quarter. how about your Bills? Are you, is this going to be the year that they finally win the Super Bowl? Listen, this is the best year that they have. And all the money you look at that you spend on Von Miller and the reconstruction uh, of contracts and things like that. I, I mean, they look phenomenal. What can you do? And then first of all, my fantasy team looks phenomenal. Five <laughs> bills on my team, obviously because I covered them for so long. So I feel right. like I got that inside knowledge, but I'm like, wow, I'm beating people 140 to like 60. And like every, and this one guy told me in our group chat, one of my friends was like, don't worry. The Cowboys always start good in the beginning of the year. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah. they're just they're just hating because my 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 uh my fantasy team looks phenomenal. But well, actually, I can't think of a better way to end an SEC podcast than by talking about the Buffalo Bills. So exactly right. He says, hey, Dawson Knox, tight end, Old Miss. There you go. We were just talking about when was a tight end very important to a program. There you go, Dawson Knox. There, there you go. Okay. It, it works out that That's way. That's a way to bring it all back together. <laughs> Somehow we made it work, right? If it doesn't make sense, someone's listening. They're like, well, we'll make it work. Uh, <laughs> but all right, so we'll be back next week for Brad Edwards and Ashley Holder. This is 4th and Manageable.